Can you hear me okay? How's it going? Yeah, man, I got you. Man, I'm good, man. So tonight is one of those nights where it's a very special occasion, man. Uh, I'm like a kid in a candy store. You talk about getting to sometimes just jump out and take a $10 bill into the dollar store and get all the candy you want. Tonight, I got something even better, man. There's a there's a special, special guest the audience has been asking for for years, man. Uh, it goes by the name of Yogi Watts. We know him again from Lonely Hearts and Demon Hunter and uh, even Becoming and other bands. So, Dane, it's our absolute pleasure and privilege to bring on the one and only Yogi Watts. Yogi, how you doing, brother? Good. How are you guys doing? Man, great, we great. are great. Dana, I'm telling you, man, we've been, we've been talking about this guy for a long time, and I'm telling you, it's a, it's a fan favorite, top five bucket list. So, Yogi, you've been so kind enough to come on the show. Dana, I have some questions that we're going to run past you. Um, but the audience has kind of cultivated for you. And yep. then towards the end, we'll give you some kind of fun uh, preaching segment, okay? So. Love it. Awesome, brother. So I think about, man, when I look at, obviously, when you look even before DH, when you go back to even like Bride in the early days, um, taking us back to the very beginning, when was your first ever gig, brother? When did you first start? Ooh, okay. <laughs> this, this, man, that's a crazy, I guess that's two answers. My first actual gig was in, I don't know what church it was. Okay. I can't tell you the date it was, but it was definitely playing drums for my family's Southern Gospel group when I was probably around 12 is when I actually started playing. My dad played up until then. And then once I was able to like, Reach the pedals, accomplish what mm-hmm. needed to be accomplished. I was back there, and I started playing then. So technically, then, okay, um, was my first actual gig. So oh, wow. in church, I played in church. I went to camps and played. I played in a uh, like a predominantly like African American choir for a couple years when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Random stuff, man. Like really random things as a teenager and a kid. But like I was never. <laughs> and in high school or anything but i just i grew up in music and church and that always led to a revival here a thing here a youth revival for a week here a summer camp here for you know what i mean so um kind of just started that way really Uh, man so your first gig 12 year old man so you're looking at all all that experience man um so your first gig really was playing for the Lord. I love it. <laughs> you think yeah, about it, yeah. man, you know? Oh, and, awesome, and, and I'm sure there were some quite enthusiastic crowds listening to you whenever you were playing at that age. Oh, bro, dude. I Honestly, man, I probably attribute as much of what made me the, like, I feel like the kind of drummer I am today. I attribute most everything to that period of my life and that <laughs> of my drumming. Just okay. learning from, because I was surrounded by a lot of really, really really great musicians in my area um that never really went out because i grew up in a really small town but they were like could have easily played for anybody in the country you know what i mean like all the musicians but they were playing like gospel music in this little north north carolina scene south carolina scene that my parents were playing in so i grew up around a lot of that so i learned i'm telling you my when when i did an interview to a monitor drummer one time and they asked me like my actual philosophy on drumming. And when I broke it down, I realized all of it came from that period of my life. Almost so we can, so we can pretty much say Yogi, the just incredible uh, mammoth drummer that he is, as far as technique and all that, started from mm-hmm. Carlton Pearson. Let's be real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I love it, bro. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And you want to take question two on that one? So, so from that point on, and going into your various bands through your career, yep. are there any? gigs that kind of or any shows that stick out Woo. in the forefront of your mind 
There's so many, so many, so many. Uh, I would say the first thing, the first one ever that really stands out in my mind is the first time I ever played at Cornerstone Festival, which mm-hmm. was a festival that was held in Illinois, out in Bushnell, Illinois, for, oh, man, dang near 40 years probably. Um, they have a version of it that's called something else now, uh, and that will, we'll talk about that in a little bit, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, so that was the first one, and I played there with a band called Rocket Boy. We were on a record label called REX Records back in the mid-'90s. Had two records um, out of Atlanta, um, alternative rock, sounded like Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. We were The label we were on, we were on with uh, Six Pence and Under the Rich or Living Sacrifice, White Cross, mm-hmm. uh, like a bunch of bands, Six Feet Under, like a bunch of heavy bands and a bunch of really like small-town poets, like a bunch of really – Speaking my language, bro. Like I, I'm, everything you're saying. Like I got the, I have those demo tapes from the '90s. Remember those, like those Wow and those Tooth and oh, Nail bro. demo tapes, bro. Oh, like all that. <laughs> We're talking '95, man. So my Cornerstone <laughs> experience was '96. That's the first one that stands out to me. Rocket Boy playing at Cornerstone and the oh, wow. playing. Honestly, if I were to be real honest with you, I don't remember a single minute of playing. <laughs> what I just remember was. That was my first experience. Like the way I got into that band that was out of Atlanta is a crazy story. I grew up in small rural North Carolina, went to the sports thing that we talked about maybe leading into mm-hmm. later on, like playing ball, decided not to go to college uh, to play ball. Instead, went to community college like 10 minutes from my house, met a friend. He got me a tryout with the band Rocket Boy in Atlanta, drove down on spring break of my freshman year, got the gig, quit school. And I started touring then, and my first tour was a three-month tour with Rocket Boy opening for a legendary, and I think maybe you misunderstood when we talked earlier, but a legendary Christian band in my mind, a band called Bride. Yeah. Uh, so we did we did direct support, however you want to call it, toured with them. That's the first tour I ever did. I didn't have a cell phone. I called my parents from pay phones and with a calling card. <laughs> it was 1996. Yeah. And now we did. that's when we did Cornerstone on that run. It was like in the middle of that tour. So oh, wow. just that whole experience was like, holy crap. I saw POD for the first time <laughs> in 96. Wow. I saw Sonny propose to his then girlfriend. Uh, that oh, wow. He become his fiance that night. Uh, I saw that. Me and Trey talk about that all the time because, as you said, my side talk earlier, Trey Daniels, the yeah. best player in is. Um, and so he and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time because we've literally known each other for 26 years. So Man. it's like uh, we have a bunch of crazy stories with each other and times we ran into each other. We never were super close friends or anything, but just really, uh, I guess, uh, we admired each other from afar a lot. And then when we did see each other, we were very friendly and like, would always be like, I would always leave going, man, I really wish I saw that dude more. I really wish he lived out east or something like that. And he's always said he felt the same way. So that was always pretty mm-hmm. cool. But I saw them there. So that was crazy. That's the first one I really remember um, in the like rock, Christian rock thing. Like, <clears> oh <throat> man, this is, I'm going to do this forever. Obviously, like, I'm not, yeah, this isn't going to be a hobby for me. I knew immediately then at 18, like, oh, I'm locked in, bro. I'm locked in. <laughs> And that's the, and that, that's what's crazy, man. Is like you think about now again, and I say this very, very respectfully. You're still at the top of your game, and you talk about the forefathers of this movement of where we are now. You know, so um, it's like 
man, it's you talk about people like you, Sonny. Um, and again, by the way, the bride, we were actually I was at a convention when I heard from the White House of the Church House. Different story, man, whole different, whole different thing. But you're talking about people like yourself, and then you even go into when you said small town poets and LaRue and this just movement like that led into like red and some of the more like progressive bands we see now. You literally were mm-hmm. some of the OGs and you're still at the top of your game, you know. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the OGs uh, of this movement, you know. <laughs> I really, 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 really appreciate you putting me in the company of anybody like Sonny Sandoval. <clears throat> Dude, it's somebody that I looked up to. I mean, that's the first show I ever cried at was watching them that night when he was talking about his mom. Yeah. Like, you know, I fell in love with that band. I still mm-hmm. have a hat I bought there 26 years ago. I've, that hat survived a house fire. Um, <laughs> wow. I don't have anything that's that old except for that hat. So I knew, like, there's always been a crazy connection with that band and me personally. I've always Man. been there in my top you know, top five, honestly, man, just to be real with you. So the idea of being in a band with Trey now is like crazy to me. Yeah. I'm just like, holy crap. Like I can't even believe, but then he's such a good dude. He said to me several times, like, dude, I can't believe I get to be in a band with you. And man. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, <laughs> understand, bro. He's like, you're Yogi, bro. You're Yogi. I'm just like, what does that mean? I don't dude. even know what that means, dude. My but first friend, dude, and I love him very much. And uh, I, I look forward to what's coming there with those guys for sure. And we'll talk yeah, about that later. But yeah, I'm looking at that. So I'll tell you the first Demon Hunter show at Cornerstone. Cornerstone keeps popping up. First Demon Hunter show at Cornerstone, <laughs> midnight, underground tent, packed, thousands of people, rows outside the tent. Like you can't get in there, right? Wow. I don't belong in that band at that point, just straight up, to be honest. And so I'm like nervous as a tick. Every dude in every heavy band that's on solid state or any other label that's Christian oriented is either side stage, backstage, on stage somewhere. And that was like sink or die. Or or what is it? Swim or sink. Yeah, swim, swim, yeah. Swim or die, or whatever you want to say. <laughs> I really felt that that night, like that fight or flight thing. I could totally feel it because it was like I needed to prove myself that I did. It was cool that those guys made the right decision asking me to play in that band. And that, that, that out for a bunch of reasons, but honestly, mostly because I saw probably a 16 year old girl get her face completely smashed. Oh, man. Like, oh, totally no. rearranged. And she never stopped smiling or banging her head the entire time. They were trying to take care of her nose backstage. And they were trying to do it right behind me. The EMS was, and she never stopped headbanging. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> drumming in front of stage, man. <laughs> she did not care. She thought it was the coolest. She wanted to go back out there and it wouldn't let her. She's like, I'm going. She's like, they're like, no, you can't go. <laughs> so that, was that show stands out. There's a bunch. I could sit here and tell you guys shows that stand out to me all night. <laughs> like my uncle, like I'm my uncle who's married to my aunt, my mom's sister. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. He saw a bunch of shows growing up there um, at the theater downtown. I mean, everybody from Queen to Pete Townsend to, like, everybody, right? And so they just happened to be in town visiting his family when Demon Hunter played there, like, in the summer of, like, 08, you know, 09, when we were, like, at a really high peak, too. And we had sold out what's now called, I think it's the House of Blues downtown in Cleveland, but it used to be the Agora or something like that or another name that he saw all those shows. And so they got to see me play there to a sold out crowd. And he's a doctor. He's like a super like straight laced guy. And my uncle couldn't have been more proud of me that night. And that meant more to me than <laughs> pretty much anything, dude. Like 
anytime your family, the people you love, like are really proud of you, like that to me, that's like that's the that's the feeling, man. That's yeah. the that's that's what you want, dude. man. And and you said something, brother. So I, I'm, I promise this is the last thing we're gonna say about DH, and I'm gonna move on to your side step. I promise. But no, I gotta say this. I promise dude, you, dude. The biggest reason I'm here. Let's be honest. You don't have to move on from it if you don't want to be. <laughs> the reason I'm here is because the honest reason I'm here is because I'm in Demon Hunter. Like well, <laughs> that's eight years of my life. It's it's a band that's known all around the world. We've got to see most of the world together. Um. It's the single most important thing. If I'd never been in Demon Hunter, I would have never met my watches. I've never lived in Seattle. <laughs> um, I'd never have my kids. I wouldn't have anything, bro. So, like, as far as that goes, just to get that out of the way, because I do want to talk about the other thing a lot. Yes, sir. I just want to let everybody know that, like, Demon Hunter is, I've got two Demons. I've got three Demon Hunter tattoos myself. Just, mm-hmm. like, I, it's, it's everything to me, man. Like, Brian's lit. And to me, it is every record. I go through a super emotional time with it because we don't talk about that stuff until it's time to record or time to do the demos and stuff. And a lot of times I don't hear lyrics until towards the last stage of, of right before we record or during even recording sometimes. Mm-hmm. And do it always blows me away because his lyrics always kind of mirror the things that me in my life, my family even now, go through in our downtimes. And I don't know that he's going through the same thing or that what mm-hmm. we don't talk about stuff like that. But then all of a sudden these lyrics, it's like, they're always so poignant and it's man. always so like, man, I love you. I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big demon hunter fan, man. Like, yes, I get to play <laughs> that band. And that's awesome. But like, I was a massive fan before. Um, yeah. And that's honestly how I got the gig. I think I was, probably the nicest and coolest fan they'd ever met that they became <laughs> with because they had to be with me for a month when I was recording the Holland record. <laughs> like they didn't have a choice. So they were like, Oh, this guy really is awesome. <laughs> so, so you're saying Yogi, I'm gonna say this right now. So with your side project, there's a chance that I'm a super fan. I might, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, man. I'm like, let me make the cut, man. I'm, I can be your harmonica player. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, this side project you keep mentioning, it's called world gone cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It features uh, uh, a guy named Mark Anthony. He's a guitarist. He's in a band called The Letter Black with his beautiful wife, Sarah Anthony. They mm-hmm. know sold hundreds of thousands of records and done a lot of awesome stuff, done a bunch of big tours. Um, he's super successful, super successful guy, amazing dude, amazing writer, riff writer, producer. He's kind of the brainchild behind the whole thing. It was kind of his vision. started out as his songs, um, a handful of songs he had. He didn't want to do them with Letter Black. He wanted a, guy, a male vocalist. And mm-hmm. he hooked up with a guy named Rylan Rouse, who was in a band called Inhale Exhale for a while, or was their singer the whole time, actually. They were on Solid State for a while. They toured with Demon Hunter. That's how I know him. Um, Andrew from Disciple, guitar player. Mm-hmm. One point, Trey from POD was like, so they basically got to a point where Mark, it was Mark and Rylan, and they go, who do we want? Mark goes, well, I know who I want on drums. I want Yogi Watts. He's my favorite drummer, which still blows my mind. And we didn't know each other. And he emailed or instant. He slid into my DMs and <laughs> basically asked me if I wanted to go on a first date without ever talking to each other. And I said, yeah. I and now it, we're dude. in a committed relationship. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> definitely one of my three or four handful of five or six, eight or nine, whatever it is, the dudes in DH. 
Yeah. He's very closely in that line with the circle. A, yeah. a musical spirit brother with me because the things we've accomplished with each other, this group of songs we have and stuff so far in such a short amount of time, it's kind of mind blowing to be real honest with you. I've never really been a part of anything like it. Um, it just functions different than Demon Hunter. And so I don't mean that in a way of like, Demon oh, we Hunter's know, not like it or that much better. It's just this is something different. Mm-hmm. He said, Well, who do I want a bass player? Trey from POD. Nobody yeah. else. That's bass playing rock music. He asked him, and Trey was like, Yep, I'll do it. Because they had a previous relationship. And then Trey, mm-hmm. he said, Yogi from Demon Hunter's going to, and Trey's like, I'll do it. I'm doing yep. it. Yep. Yep. Um, that kind of how it happened. And Andrew, once Andrew saw that all four of us were in there, and Mark asked him, Andrew was like, Uh, do I need to say yes? Or like, can I just, <laughs> like what is it, you know? Uh, so that's kind of how that whole thing came together, man. And we got a debut single coming out February 3rd. Um, I can't wait, man. Yeah. Yeah. Opposites Attract is the name of the track. Video will come out then, too. Um, video looks can- amazing. Super stoked, man. Like Spotify, yeah. right? So we can tag it. We'll be able to tag it when it comes out. Everything. Yeah, awesome, man. Do everything you can. Everybody that's listening, please, yeah. please, please. This is like, this is, I mean, it's, this is definitely one of my favorite things I have ever done in my entire life. And it's, uh, it means something to all of us. And what we thought was going to be like a cool little project to do together, maybe like throw out a record somewhere on one of these labels and at most play a festival or two has turned into like something that we all really want to pursue Honestly, man, as much as possible. And the way Demon Hunter tours, I could be playing more shows with World Gone Cold next year or later this year than I've Good. Done, which is, I'm totally down with. And the cool thing is, Ryan Clark is my biggest friend, supporter, fan, boss man, everything you can imagine to the point to where he basically, basically for nothing, has done all of the packaging for the record. He did all of our merchandise for the record and the first release and all that stuff. I mean, literally for nothing, dude. It's like straight up. And he's like, we're not talking about some dude here. We're talking about like a Grammy-nominated, Dove Award-winning, world-renowned, top 10 graphic designer in the world mm-hmm. who just like goes, yeah, I love you, man. I, I believe in this project. I'll help you with it. I'll do this for you. Man. do it for nothing. Like, Think um, about – Think about what you guys have. So I, I, I was thinking, I had a couple points, Yogi, and like you, you of course, the side product. I was waiting for you to announce it. I was like, I want him to say it, right? You yeah. got that, and then you got, of course, Ryan has knives, and we could go on about that. Like you guys, oh, yeah. you put you in a room. Now think about this: you, Trey, you know, our, our friend from Disciple. We actually have we have Joey coming on soon too, by the way, just FYI. But it's oh, like I you have it. you you have this, and what I feel here's a throwback for you, Yogi. This is the modern day version of a supergroup stavesaker. That's what you guys are. You know what I'm saying? Like well, you're <laughs> like obviously we joke around about stuff like that. You Super can't good. not because it's just been done. It's been said. The word gets thrown around. And honestly, like if I were to be honest and I weren't in the band and this band had another drummer from a big band, Lance from Living Sacrifice, or somebody else from some mm-hmm. other band that's huge, right? I would say the same thing. Oh, this is basically like a super group. I mean, the Lord in like, a good way, you know, in a good way. Like, I mean, you got the talent. Like a, you know? Not in like a oh god, not in like the what was the one they did on VH1 that time? It was like Sebastian Bach and Scott Ian and like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like a total like it should have been great with all of those guys. You would have thought, but it was a complete, just a an absolute yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a pile of crap basically. <laughs> <laughs> the real deal, man. 
with all of those deal with all those dudes though. They're also great, but it just was awful. But I promise you guys, this is not awful. It is. Uh, oh, we know, we know, dude. I'm, I'm telling uh, you, anything Yogi does is. Uh, there's no question, Yogi. I'm, if you put your name on it, it's going to be awesome. There's no question. Well, man, we know that. I appreciate you saying that, but it, it. I really mean it about this for sure. Like this is like a. I didn't expect it really. We didn't expect kind of what it's turned into. I think it's a. It's definitely fresh. It definitely is reminiscent of things that are around right now. I'm not going to say that. It's not like a complete. Uh, a new thought in heavy music or anything but mm -hmm. i do think that it is taking that um i'll even tease people with kind of what it sounds like i do think it's taking the pop metal hard rock meets arena rock thing to like a level that probably i don't know i just think it's taking it to a, a next level not just mm -hmm. it's not like a new band starting out this is like i feel like this first ep is something that a band would put out on you know after they've been around for like a like you know, a like a sophomore album type thing you know what i'm saying yeah, so. or, or or third to be real honest with you like it's uh i'm super excited about it man are you writing man i know i know that's one thing you talked about with oh, the yeah. records are you you're writing yeah, with, too? This, with this yeah with this i am for like with demon hunter the only thing i've really <clears throat> ever written are drum parts that's it hmm. um i've never contributed any kind of riff or any kind of songwriting idea i've done like when we're in the studio, I have a lot of ideas for harmonies and things like that sometimes and on certain projects when I'm around more uh, because I grew up that way to Southern Gospel thing. And I sing a lot. I sing most. I used to sing almost all of the backgrounds until Patrick joined. And Patrick can sing, so he started helping. And then he took on a lot of them. And then we started doing a lot of three-part stuff. So now we both sing a ton. And then Jeremiah sings a little bit too, but um, – I mean, yeah, dude. I think that. One thing, man, I go into before I move forward, man, before we go into question three, there's three big Demon Hunter moments that stand out to me that we got we to gotta mention, okay? When you guys wrote, I play dead, I play dead, I remember sitting there in my car going over horrible time in my life, family passing, things like that. That was the standout moment. I'm like, this band will be around forever. I play dead stands out to me. It's still 20 awesome. plus years later, man. I'm sitting in my car. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Like, you hear this all the time, the whole, like, you saved my life thing. I don't want to be all deep and personal, but literally, I'm sitting yeah. there in my car. Okay, got a bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand or Demon Hunter. And then, like, all right, let me go towards Demon Hunter. Change the direction of my life, dude, from this album. So, you being a part of that and then being that positive influence, you're not, you know, you're not fake. What I love about you guys is you're not fake. You're like, hey, yeah. we deal with struggles in real life. We deal with situations, problems, almost like the Demon Hunter like, aspect of uh, overcoming it, obstacles in your life. That whole mindset behind that just stood out to me. It's it's a crazy feel, like a crazy a, motto, if you will. You know? Here's what's crazy to me, and it, we don't have, I don't want, we don't have to get into some deep religious thing. I don't I, I, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. But this is what I'll say, man, is that I, I exactly who I am. That way, I mean, Jesus knows who I am. The yep. Lord knows who I am. So mm -hmm. it's like. I ain't really, I mean, what is there to hide? Like the more transparent mm -hmm. you are, like there's just, le it's less stressful. Yeah, it's man. way less stressful. It's way less stressful to say, Hey, this is who I am. I've actually spoken all out about a lot of controversial things the past few years and done some things that people, especially in the Christian community were kind of like, huh? But yeah. honestly, I didn't really get a, 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 a pinch of the negative feedback as I thought I would get. I am pretty, pretty stoked about that and pretty i think people understand 
um, a lot of the things I kind of stand up for now and willing to talk about, but definitely like, you know, I get it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you. So going into question three, so this is something we, we, we say, Dan and I thinking about influences and obviously I think I have an idea. So if you were to say, okay, maybe it's playing music growing up, obviously we know the choir stuff, but like where you are now at your age in your life, is there a uh, musical influence? You're like, okay, like for example, I'm a, this is where I'm at when I'm like going to write in my studio and I'm like, all right, I'm going to cut a track. I'm listening to you guys, Allison Chains, Depeche Mode. I'm going eighties and a little bit of y'all. So is there a, like when you're like, all right, I want to write, maybe it's for your side project. When you're looking at like, we're going to call, is there an influence? You're like, okay, I got a vibe out. I'm listening to this band to kind of, get in the headspace who's mm-hmm. been your latest influence if you will kind of get you in the mindset to write if you will you know huh. um well this might be a disappointing answer but i don't think it is i think britney spears <laughs> uh on nobody but the reason i say that is, is because mm-hmm. i don't look at it that way that's not that's not the way i get into so that's not the way i achieve my where I need to be mentally in order mm-hmm. to write something or to write parts for a song or to take a song that Mark's written and completely change the idea drum wise, which changes the riff and he redoes the riff and we redo pretty much the whole song all because of, you know, that whole, I, I don't need a, like an, like, I guess I just don't, I don't getting an inspiration or listening to, to another band or something else. Like I don't like doing that because I don't, okay anything I write to be too influenced by anything yeah. like that. So it's like, I'm afraid that, that subconsciously, if I listen to too much architects or too much whoever, that I really love some of these bands right now. And I do love that band a lot. Uh, but, you know, if you listen to too much of it, and especially right before you're going to do this stuff, you can catch yourself subconsciously just writing things that sound like that. And mm-hmm. we kind of stay away from that, man. So I don't really listen to, honestly, when I listen to music now, I still listen to everything, but I'd say the bulk of what I listen to is like for winding down and stress relief and driving and things like that. And so I catch myself listening to things that just kind of affect me more emotionally and kind of just move me more emotionally than I do, like inspire me musically. If that makes that's sense. fair. Yeah, man, that's okay. fair. Well, with that, where do you kind of draw some of your uh inspiration to write things from ready here it is i'm gonna tell you 100 percent. it is my dad i love it here's why because my dad told me when i was a, a, a young man playing drums at church it is my dad and it's another man named danny jackson who is my he's technically my cousin like third cousin um he is a he's the bass player that played in my family's southern gospel group growing up and he's one of those dudes i talked about where Danny could have played for anybody in the entire world. He was that talented. And when I say that, like that dude could have played for Michael Jackson, but also could have played for Clint Black. It didn't matter. He could love it for anybody at any time. Right. He's that kind of guy. He taught me, man, so much, dude, because I started playing with him at 12. And a lot of our gigs were just me and him. And then my mom on piano, such so as piano, bass and drums. We have a guitar player every once in a while. If we were getting paid and could pay somebody or, you knew you get, you know, all that whole thing. But for the most part, it was strictly the family and then my cousin. Dan. And he was so good and had played in Nashville a little bit for a minute, but then had done a, a good bit of stuff regionally around here. But they just, they taught me, like, don't <clears throat> play to show off, man. Like, that ain't what it's about. Like, <clears throat> if you want to do that, then call it the Yogi Watch Trio and do jazz. And <laughs> go ahead. 
just, you know, sweat and, and just have yourself a happy little time, rub yourself all over your drums and do that. But if you're playing in a band and you're playing music with other guys, it's a collective effort and everybody's got a part and you need to make sure that you always play a song that best suits the song and, and the emo. And then he taught me a lot about like emotion and like playing in church a lot because we would move. We didn't have set lists a lot of time. Any of that, man, my mom would just what they like to call it. The evangelical folks call going mm. the, uh, letting the spirit move. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like, okay, here we go. And we would have to play for like an hour. And I didn't know what we were about to play. And we would just fly by the seat of our pants. Here you yep. go. So like, he always taught me to learn where the try to learn myself where the service was going and understand the emotion that was coming and play dynamically. And when he when I when I knew that my mom was going to talk over the top of something, play real 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 low, man. We got to stay really really low. You, everybody needs to man. talk during this song. Okay, when you see everybody out in the crowd start doing their shouting thing and people start walking up and down the aisle, lay into it, man. Lay into. I it. love that, man. Yeah, that's so it's like. That's where I learned everything, man. Everything. Man. I, I mean, I've learned a lot about metal drumming since I joined DH. I've learned from people listening to Vinnie Paul probably the most. But uh, God rest his wonderful, beautiful. Uh, oh, God, man. I miss Soul. That, <laughs> uh, that yeah. okay, musical pop moment in my life. We played a festival and uh hell yeah we played one of these big you know radio fest danny Wimmer things and hell yeah was playing right after us and so my kit was set up right in front of Vinny's for an entire festival and our dressing room wow we're right next to each other i saw him a bunch never did talk to him because he was with this really hot girlfriend and just is such a <laughs> awesome dude talk to all the other dudes in hell yeah one of the guitar players the, the main hell yeah dude is like a big demon her fan been listening to us forever um that's cool so uh, yeah, that's a big peaky moment for me. But just listening to stuff like that, listening to those kind of drum bands more than drummers, you know, like I love Inflames Soil Work. They train drummers so much. Inflames does. It's like, I don't know who I'm listening to, but I just love that kind of Bjorn, the guitar player, is kind of responsible for most of the drum writing on the records anyway. So I guess I'm listening to him, his mind, man. I guess, if anything. Oh, I uh, get it, man. Yeah. And it's I like, that, but I think. As far as like actually learning, like when I go into a song, say Mark sends me a song or Ryan Clark sends me a song or Patrick Judge sends me a song. And they're like, here's my idea about drums. Here's some program drums I did in GarageBand or whatever, you know, thing they're using. And I listen to it. My mind is always thinking about Ryan's vocal, number one. Riff, number two. Hmm. Those are the two top two things i think about i need ryan's vocals to stand out with the melody the power all that and i need the riff of the song that's going to carry the song that needs to stand out i don't need to do anything over that riff that's going to detract from that riff mm -hmm. some crazy feel that doesn't need to be there listen dudes i can't do everything but if you want me to like flex on the drum kit for three and a half <laughs> minutes i can if i have to <laughs> But it's so unnecessary, and it doesn't make you a good drummer. It doesn't make you a good drummer at all. It doesn't matter how many rhythmic patterns you can play in and how many time signatures you can do it. If you can't make it through a song without detracting the listener from what's going on, which to me, 
a song is and what it is by definition. If you look over the next, or like even when you're talking about songwriting with royalties and things, mm-hmm. the definition of a song, the main meat of the song is the lyric melody. Mm-hmm. And then the like song structure is like down at the bottom. So Man. why would I, as, as being the guy who's basically building that thing at the bottom, why would I want to step on anything that's more important than what I'm doing? Ryan's vocals, Ryan's, because we want people to hear what he's saying. Yeah, I don't want I, people to go. Oh, I wonder what he said there. I don't know. Yogi's doing some stupid <laughs> from the freaking vocal yeah. right. Yeah. Yogi, I think about man. So there's two things, man. So you, you, it's like I'm taking what you're saying and I'm processing this, and I'm, I'm sitting here like you can ask Dane. Like we're in the studio. Like, dude, yeah. this is the real deal. Like your, your influences range from like Billy Graham to Becky Benjamin. It's like it's all over the place, right? And yeah. I, I love that. There's dude, a real whatever you. It's it's crazier than that, dude there's a realness about you like you're not yeah. some i'm gonna take a second and digress and i probably shouldn't go deep in this you're talking about like real life like people in real life trying to do right trying to you know walk the walk and all that but we'll be very careful with that 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 whole thing you're you're talking about being the realest realest that you can but also being hey man i have uh, there's bands i love there's influences you're 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 literally just being as real as you can that's what we love yeah. you're so yeah. genuine and there's no question you are a genuine dude like hey here i am i have my struggles here's my thing here's my influences i love it man so dude, I, you, thought, I don't know how in the world i could be anything else yeah like, it's, it's awesome because uh, i'm not really like i, I, I mean Dean Hunter's had a lot of success, man, but when it boils down to it, we've toured and stuff on such a part-time level that people don't understand. Like, the way I make a living playing drums is playing two or three country gigs every weekend. Gigs, yeah. yeah. And playing a church service, on two church services on set. Like, this weekend. So cool. Here's what I'll tell you what I did this weekend. I took my, care, keep all, my kids all day Friday until my wife walked through the door. She left the car running. <laughs> I had already preloaded my snare drum and my stick bag and pedal bag in the car. My dude I play with already had my kit. I got like a little Busker SJC kit, a little small 20-inch thing kick drum that sounds unreal, by the way. But um, I use it for these little country gigs. And so I left my house, got to where I needed to play at 7, set up, started playing at 9, got done at one fifteen, drove home, got home at 3, Went to bed, woke up at 7.30 with the kids, took care of the kids all day, did the exact same thing where I walked out as soon as my wife got there. Actually, my wife hadn't even got home yet. My neighbor come and sat with our kids because she's like their grandma, kind of. And uh, We call her Mimi. She's a neighbor we've had for a couple years in the new house we bought. And we've literally gained not just a house, but like a new family member. She's like Love it. the best person ever. Yeah, she's the best. But she's going to hear this, too, and so she'll probably start crying. <laughs> I kind of she goes, I can't believe he mentioned me. Yogi mentioned me on there. <laughs> of course. What's up, baby? <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, I don't know how people can be not themselves, I guess is all I'm saying when it comes right down to it. Like, that's hopeful, man. You know, like you're, you're literally like, I'm going to say this to you. I have a little rapid fire segment. This is the one thing I want to say about Yogi. Like, you, you have given me so much. I'm going to be. Let's break this down. Dane and I, we started doing this a few months back, like like hardcore like this. And you, you're one hundred percent yourself. You're genuine. Like this is who I am. And you're you you're out there chasing your dreams. Like there's no question. You're doing what you love and you're gosh, dude. Like I, when I first started getting just super inspired by you with Storm the Gates of Hell. Like this just amazing, just just this this 
presence. Look at what you're doing to chase your dreams. And dude, you inspire us to just chase our dreams because of people like you where you know what you want, you know who you are, you know what you stand for, you're not afraid to back down, A, B, C, and D. And then look at how much people just respect that. It's just boom, racket. Like that's Yogi in a nutshell, you know? So Here's the thing too about the whole Lord thing and Jesus and this God, whatever mm-hmm. everybody wants to call him and whatever frat, like part of that you believe in, anybody believes in, there's yeah. so many levels to it, denominations. I'm not getting into that. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say about God and Jesus to me is that like, you know, he loves me despite no matter how rotten I could possibly right. be. Right. That has been proven in the Bible by the people he used to do the craziest, most amazing things yeah. in the Bible. Were typically Facts. the most rotten people before they met him, before mm-hmm. they profess their faith in him so now that i've done that and i've done that when i was a kid i profess mm-hmm. my faith Lord. i've always believed in him, no matter how bad my life got i've lost a lot of family members most recently my nephew to an uh oh, man the what is the really bad one that's out right now the fentanyl, fentanyl. I yes mean, sir it's like dude i mean but that's never wavered my faith in god, god their mm-hmm. people been through a lot different and god awful worse things than that today much less in their lifetime. So who am I to like complain about it? A and B, I mean, if he loves me, despite how crappy he knows I am, then I don't really care. I'm going to be transparent, be who I am. Yep. And whatever you think doesn't affect the grace that he gives me at all, mm. yeah. man. And so that's the way I look at it. That's all I'm going to say about religion. Cause I still want to get into some sports and stuff. Yeah, like man, that. let's, oh. let's, Let's do that. So you, I'm gonna transition real quick. So thank you. I'm gonna say this one last thing. Then we're gonna transition to sports. Okay. I can't. I can't say enough thank yous for what you've done personally for our family, our lives. I'm telling you the influence. There's there's not enough paper we could write about what you've done to make us feel that there's that that musical connection of man. Like I said, heartstrings. Um, like I said, demon. Uh, I talk about. Um, uh, you know, I play dead on and on. Uh, even now, like the new album, another place. You are just. Man, I can't say enough. So let me transition. I'm going to do a little rapid fire thing, Yogi. This is for a quick second, one minute. I'm going to ask you some funny, like either or questions you got to just spit out the answer to. You can't think about it. Got to blur them out. Okay. So, so then we'll transition to sports. But this is like, I love this part. Dane, you always say, even if nobody allowed. Yeah. (laughs) So. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you, this is this is where you got to say the first thing that comes to your mind. You got to spit it out. You can't think about it. Okay, yeah, so, no, you ready? Yep. Here we go. First question: Sade or Selena? Sade. I love this dude. He's the lover. Okay, yeah. I get it. So, okay, next question. Question two: Chick Fil A or Taco Bell? Chick Fil A. Love it. Monopoly or Yahtzee? Monopoly. Movie or book? Movie. Okay. Last question: When the Yogi Watts movie comes out on VH1 in 2032? Who's going to play you as the drummer? <laughs> oh, Lord. This is, always, this is always a stumper here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, as, I'm just trying to think of like, who it could even possibly be. Like, okay, tough dude, tattoos, real kind of cool, like buff guy, tough guy. I'm thinking like Mark Wahlberg maybe. Or... <laughs> now you're being just too nice for your own good. I would say probably... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I'm, there's somebody I am thinking of, and oh my goodness, he's a bigger dude. I, you know who I like, dude? Honestly, he's like a, a not a real well-known dude, but he's the guy that played like Richard Jewell in the Richard Jewell movie. He's okay. in like Cobra Kai nowadays. 
he uh he's like the one of the, the dude that got beat up that's like in one of the main plot lines. yeah okay guy. bunch of different right. movies like that he's really good and i think that he could like fake the tattoos and shave it <laughs> like that authentically kind of like genuinely kind of just joyful guy to the screen i believe I love uh, it, dude i'll say him okay yeah Rack- well, uh, uh, you remember is him that, is it paul hauser yeah that could work I love it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Well, bro, that's just a little fun segment, like a little rapid fire thing we just. So, Dane, I'm gonna we're gonna talk sports for a second. So, again, we do a lot of sports and music. So, Dane, take it from here. Maybe kind of on the sports segment. Well, uh, Josh was telling me that you're actually uh, uh, where your name derives from, Yogi. Could you give us a little bit behind that? How that came about? It, it come, that straight came from my little league coach when I was eight years old. Um, okay. I to play a little bit early. And so, but I was immediately like the starting catcher. And like our heart, our kid, that's back when they played like eight through 12 year olds. It wasn't like it is now. We're eight, nine year olds. It was like a, I played with all the way up to 12 year olds. And, you know, I was catching and I hit like a grand slam over the fence. It's like an eight year old. So my coach was like, You're just like Yogi Berra. I'm calling <laughs> Yogi. And uh, I started doing silly things, calling my shots and doing silly things. Like <laughs> silly. And I, you know, I, 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 I had some talent mm-hmm. from for baseball up through high school and stuff. And so I lived in a small town. So I would say, like, you know, when you get, when you do something a lot, you get kind of known for it or, you know, and to have a nickname that kind of just all my friends called me that. And then like mm-hmm. all my family started calling me that. And then the next thing, you know, I go off and start doing the music thing. And the first band I'm ever in, I was going to transition. I transition. Listen to me. I was going to like <laughs> go back to just having people call me Tim, but that didn't work because the dudes in the band found out very quickly through my friends that my name was actually Yogi and that was it, man. It just never yeah. like at that point there was no other name. I won't respond if you say Tim to me, like for sure. Yeah, just, okay. it won't make me turn my head at all. So I'm gonna think you're talking to somebody else because if you know me, you don't call me that. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. you only call that if you've read my name or you're calling me to get money from me. So <laughs> well, can we please speak to Timothy Watts? No, nope, I don't even talk about Yogi's here. I love it. No, Yogi is a you're, Yogi. you're a baseball fan too, right, Yogi? Is that what you said? Or oh my god, overall massive. Oh. Baseball. And, oh yeah, who's your I, team? I go Cubs fan. Big Cubs. Okay, all right. My well, whole so- life, and that started with same time that I, they the same time I got the name Yogi, like eight. That's when my family got cable TV for the first time. And then <laughs> I gotten drafted to the 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 Cubs little league team. The coach, that gave oh, me wow. the, the head coach of the Cubs, and uh, they played all day games. So I was home all summer, and I played on the Cubs, and I could watch the Cubs on TV. And we didn't, my dad was a Braves fan, but I was so young at that point. It's not like I had committed myself to anything. I watched any baseball my dad would watch and I mm-hmm. wasn't fanatical about the team. But once I found the Cubs in those day games, I fell in love with everything about it. Like everything about that Wrigley day games at Wrigley, just the, the fandom, mm-hmm. the way people don't care. They can lose a hundred games and the fans are filled. People getting mm-hmm. drunk and it's awesome. And everybody loves each other. I mean, to the point dude, to where when I was, the first time I went there was on tour. We had a few days off and my buddies bought me a ticket to go see the game because they're the best dudes ever. Right. And so I go by myself and I get off the train 
and it's just nothing but Cubs fans. And I see Wrigley like in person for the first time. I was like 21, I guess. And uh, dude, I started crying like a baby. Like I was just <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm here. Like this is it. I'm here. This is the place. The I've pinnacle, right? About since I was eight years old. I always thought I was going to play for the Cubs. That didn't happen. I didn't pursue baseball. It wasn't in God's plan. But I was there finally for whatever reason <laughs> there. And there were finally more Cubs fans than just me. All <laughs> these people felt the same way about this team that I do. And I just, it was kind of an overwhelming moment for me, dude. So I definitely like, I have a Cubs tattoo, that whole thing. And our guitar player, Patrick, Patrick Judge, the great, yeah. infamous mm-hmm. Patrick Judge, like, I think top five guitar players. Um, he is the same about the Cubs too. So that's uh, something we bonded over when we met when he was seventeen. Um, was the Cubs, and so it's crazy. Yogi, I'll say this, man. I'm gonna two two more things. I'm gonna kind of hold you to. I'll, I'll get you back today. There's two things, man. I uh, the first time ever, I feel like I disagree with you respectfully. I love you again. Doesn't change anything how I feel about you. I grew up a diehard. Hardcore, no, no question. <laughs> Cardo, you already know. You know what I'm gonna okay. say, bro. I'm gonna say don't it. Don't mention it, dude. dude don't. You don't. already know, bro. I, no, listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. Before you say it, hey, listen. Let me tell you something. Before you say it, you know, as a Cubs fan, I do. The ex, the extra level of hatred I have. For yes, sir. You're about to spit out. Right I'm now. not gonna say it. I'm <laughs> not gonna say it. Sir. Off season. <laughs> So if I were you and you ever want to interview me again, no, sir. ever get I won't say it. For free or a demon hunter show for free, I best not hear that nasty name. But I will say <laughs> that I do have that bird tattooed on my arm, and it's a beautiful tattoo. Yes, but sir. Nothing to do with that nasty team. We'll let, we'll let it go. I'm, I'm just saying I've been to hundreds, hundreds of games. That's all I'm going to say. From, from a certain team, we'll leave it at that. Did it started make, in the. I can't even believe you made it out of that nasty city alive. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been there that times, like that's like playing r- Russian roulette two hundred times. <laughs> this guy, ever it never happened. I will say, Yogi, I mean this. I mean this one hundred percent. If anybody could make me root for them, it'd be you. Because I'm oh, telling yeah. you, that it transcends it. So that's what's good about sports, man. Is it transcends those type of things. Yeah, so, like I said, it does. You know, Honestly, I don't. It's it's fun. That stuff is yeah. fun. Too. It's fun. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not actually the guy that like would ever really feel the way that like I just talked. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. I mean, of I course, there's times when you're watching a game and it's happening. You're like, ah, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, mother. Like, every <laughs> if you want to do it, I'm telling you right now. If you want to take me during a sports event, it's bad. <laughs> Cubs. I'll say it, man. Cubs cards or. You can take me, Darren, and I hope that whole thing didn't blow by the fact that I got your team wrong either. It was definitely no. Fun. You're good. Uh, and then you take me during a Duke North Carolina basketball game, mm-hmm. and you might not think I'm following. Jesus. <laughs> there are. There, oh yeah, every man has his threshold. There have every been man has threshold. In the past. Dude, I have chilled on that so much the past few years. Really, since I met my wife, and since actually, I would say since I had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. Like intrinsically, it feels like I don't care as much because I don't have time to care as much. Like, I it's don't fun have... though. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. 
Absolutely. I think what what I hear Yogi is, is I'm going to close on this. Uh, this is what I think. Now I know on top of how much we love you and there's nothing we've ever had a disagreement about what you do. Now I can kind of a little bit here and there kind of poke fun during the season because yeah, you, you go. you're going to you're going to kill us, I'll you know. So you, look, I'm going to tell you something right now. Everybody can sleep on us, but if anybody's been paying attention, we made some sneaky moves this off season. You did. Uh, yeah, respect. They're not we're not going to be no pushover for nobody. Like no, sir. And we ended the season good last year. And we got some good kids that are there now, but we got a lot of good kids that are a year or two away. I'm a baseball nerd, bro. So if you ever want to talk I about love it, it. Oh, definitely yeah. don't ever hesitate to hit me up, text me, message me, because I'll talk this stuff all day long. I'll sit here Same and watch here. videos. I know every I know every top twenty current Cubs prospect that's in the mind. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like I get nerdy about it, dude. I've always been that way with numbers. My grandpa was that way. I love baseball that way and like college basketball mainly. And I do really pro football. Okay. Yeah, I love pro football too. I'm a I grew up a Washington fan. Call them whatever you want to call them. I'm calling yeah. them the Commanders because that's their name now. And I'm actually wearing a Commander's hoodie as we speak. Um yeah, and I'll always be a fan. I don't care what they call them. They can call them Washington <laughs> turds for all I care. I'll, as, long as, it's, as long as it's, you know, burgundy and gold and like the logo's kind of cool. Like it would actually be kind of Especially if it's anything like the poop emoji on an iPhone, dude. I just, I'd rock that sweatshirt, the Washington Turds with the poop emoji. On. <laughs> man, they did. I'm telling you this right now. So, so three things, man. Obviously, mad respect. I have many. Most of my yeah. friends I know are actually Cubs fans, so I get it. So I'm, I'm actually the Lone Ranger in that. So I get it. Secondly, I get it. Stand behind your team. Uh, I love that you have such a passion for things beyond music and sports. Like I told you when we were kind of first connecting, music and sports go hand in hand. There's no yeah. question, you know. So. Mad respect. You guys are great, man. I, no question. I, I think it's more of a respect these days. You guys have a great squad, and you follow some great teams, you know? So I think music – Dane and I, when we first started doing this in closing, man, music and sports go hand in hand. Follow your dreams, whether you're an athlete, you're a catcher, yep. you're a football yep. player, you're, you're a oh, drummer, yeah. you're a guitarist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is there yeah, – I, I would ask you this kind of in closing because, man, we, we literally could talk for hours. I'm telling yeah. you, man, oh, yeah. when I say – talk for hours when you look at what you've done and the the inspiration that you you inspire us to be maybe follow our dreams if there was like a in closing a message hey follow your dreams type thing what's one thing you'd like to say to your younger self that maybe looking back now that you wish somebody would have told you in closing as an inspirational message what would you say to the younger you looking back over your career if you will things that may look big at the time aren't very big like the fence might look really tall, but it really ain't that tall. Any fence can be climbed. You know what mm. I mean? Like, anything can be knocked down. Like it's just, it's not a, I don't know, man. Like even hearing you guys say that, like I'm cheesy right now. I'm literally sitting here. I'm trying to not like, honestly not get emotional just because like, I don't think of myself that way. Like I, the way you saying this, this inspirational thing, like I can't even, like, I don't even like, putting my life out on Instagram because I just don't see myself as anybody that's interested enough that like why oh, you are here to like see what I'm doing all the time that's silly I don't so I don't think it's so for you to say something like that like I genuinely mean this like I don't see myself that way uh mm-hmm. but when you say it and I think about it like I guess man really like that's I do get it I guess because mm-hmm. I've always I'm from a small I realize what I've accomplished but mm-hmm. honestly I also realize that like the most important thing to me is this is the way I've always followed my life. This is probably the best closing statement I can say. I never did anything. I tried to never do anything musically, especially 
that I didn't feel like wouldn't be glorifying God with my talent. Hmm. I'm not saying that when I was in those bands and was touring that I didn't do things that stupid teenage boys don't For do. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. That I don't do things that stupid old men don't do now. I've never said that. I'm on sure. what I do, but that the way I look at it is just like, I don't have this talent. I never took lessons. I don't know how to read music. None of that stuff. I just play drums. Drums are part of me. And like we already talked about my philosophy on how I play and write mm-hmm. and stuff. So it's like all of that stuff wrapped up, I guess it's just, uh, yeah, man, just don't just go, dude. If it, I love it. If it, your, your dreams are given to you. Like they're not just, they don't come from nowhere, man. Like they come from somewhere. And to me, like, I think it's stuff that's like, it's God giving you, like, hey, man, look, this is, I got this stuff waiting for you if you're just willing to step out on a limb mm-hmm. and not stay in some small hometown and move away and take risk and join bands and move across the country with a thousand dollars and travel mm-hmm. around in a van with a bunch of dudes you don't really know that well and not have any money in your pocket and not have a way to call home. Just do it. Do it. If that's what you want to do, do it, man. Like, but also understand, like, it's you. It's on you. Like, it ain't on nobody else. It's on you. Man. I'm going to say this, man, because I meant what I said. Like, I say time and time again, for 20 plus years, and then now the next chapter in your life, you, I hope you know this, open invitation. Uh, like yeah. Maybe during the season, obviously, when you guys get rolling with your side project, we want to have you back on. Oh, dude, we talk rolling. to sports. Can I say this? Because I don't want to, if my dude's in the side project, with yeah. me, I want them to know that I'm going to say more than what I said earlier. I'll end with this and I'll shut up. No, you could. We're going to call the single comes out February the 3rd of this year, which be there. 2 3 23. The EP comes out March 17th, St. Patrick's Day, Friday, March 17th. We have mm-hmm. our world premiere, live show premiere is in Orlando, right outside of Orlando, Florida, on the 18th of March uh, at a festival. Oh, wow. All that stuff is on our Instagram, World Gone Cold website, worldgonecold.com. Uh, all those things. Uh, we have shows booked for the summer, a live festival, um, audio feed festival in Illinois, and you will be hearing about World Gone Cold a lot and for a long time. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. promote the crap out of that, Yogi. We'll we promise you this: three things. In closing, we actually we're about to hit our our, our, our sponsor limit, so we're gonna make sure we promote the heck out of that band. World Gone yep. Cold, y'all check it out. Go for it. Check the single. We're gonna be on it, Yogi. Yep. Three things. Yep. Open invitation. Please come back again. Let's talk about yep, sports definitely. in the coming months. Again, the yep. fans love you. We'll, we'll send you some of the feedback of the questions they have for you. We've got some off-air questions. Yogi, it's been, I'm telling you, man, a privilege. Uh, wow. Dan, what do you say to that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty speechless, speechless. myself. It's, it's just been great li- listening to you and, and how you've come through these different bands and how you've been around your Quite journey, a, you know, yeah, your whole journey of how you've been around this long and still are enthusiastic as you go forward with these other projects. And I mean, you can't help like Josh said, you can't help but be inspired, whether oh, it's man. music, whether it's what anything that you're wanting to do. A lot of our uh, fans and a lot of our, you know, target are these the younger group and to have somebody like you on telling their story and how enthusiastic Man. you are about even starting new things continuing and to get better and, and grow as not only a musician but a human yeah it's inspiring man we thank you for for coming I'm, on having me i'm sorry it took so no, long we're glad 
they nailed down the time, man. Life is crazy busy, but oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Last thing I honestly want to say is anybody that listens to this and cares about anything I said, I appreciate you. Thank you for taking what is almost an hour out of your time to listen to some crazy old Southern boy talk. <laughs> uh, but I love you guys. I love Jesus. Jesus loves you too. And hey, man, we'll talk again for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yogi, I we'll, uh, promise you we'll be in touch. This is the first of many. Thank you again. My privilege. Bucket list scratched off. I can yeah. rest easy tonight. Thank you, Yogi, for taking time out of your day. We'll be in touch pretty soon. I'll I'll get out as soon as we can. And Yogi, all the best for the side projects yeah. and World Got Calling. And we'll be in touch very soon, okay? Yeah. so Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Hey, Thank you, brother. Thanks, yes, sir. Dan. Dan, I told you, man, when I when I broke this down, I told you from day one, this guy is top notch. What do you think, yeah, man? You weren't kidding. I mean, it, I could have listened to another hour of him with his stories and, and tell him how he's, you know, got all these projects and all these things going, his family, where he come from, all that stuff. I was just absorbing the whole time we were on. And I was like, what a great individual, you know, what a great person to, to follow. And I would encourage those listening to go listen to some of the songs that he's done and he's played and with this i can't wait for the world gone cold to come out next week next, next week yeah. Man. yeah next week i'm I mean, telling it's... you this that they the trigger they, they they speak to people our age they're very alice yeah. jane centric and then also at the same time very metalish so there's a something for everybody man so this positive vibe that they push out where that's what i'm telling you what we do whether it's music yeah. or sports making yourself better follow your dreams don't give up don't look back don't let the, the world knock you down he said the same thing man they came from thousand dollars in his pocket to literally uh yeah. grammy grammy winning metal artist yeah know, that's going what he a, is, a, you know across the country and across and, the world you know yeah so. and farther yeah it's it's unbelievable what you can do whenever you're inspired by something and you're driven by a passion wow and and you just go out and do it and and people will gravitate to you when you do something great man i just i'm gonna close on this like that was i told you marcos him wow obviously we've looked back over some of the people we've talked to and many to come you're not gonna get many better people than him who are just real honest hey i make mistakes but i'm trying yeah. to be a better person yep. that's yep. really what it comes yep. down to you know so oh, yeah they 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 made another fan tonight me I told he you, did. man. So Definitely. uh many we'll bring him on. I'm gonna forgive the Cubs comment, but outside of that, <laughs> so um uh, just a great human being. I'm telling you, when you listen to his catalog, guys, demonhunter.com, obviously, um, you know, from his side projects to World Gone Cold, we'll get it out there. Um, please make sure you tune in. Many, many more to come. Dan, we've got stuff coming up this week where uh, I don't even have time to really go into how much awesome content we've got coming up. Yeah. So yeah. um many Many more to come. Thank you, Yogi, for your for your presence yes. and what you've done, and many more to come. So we'll say we'll, we'll actually close on that. That I, I can't say enough thank yous for taking time out of your day, your b- busy life, dad, f- husband, father, uh, musician yes. extraordinaire, virtuoso. So uh, I just Dan, I gotta close it, and I gotta say the last thing we always say is, you know what? Don't forget out there. If nobody else tells you this today, um, that we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.